Folks, we are absolutely delighted to welcome in to Dublin, ESPN analyst among many other things, Mr. Adam Schechter. Michael and Mark, I am uh, thrilled to be in Dublin. It's great. I wish I were actually there in Dublin. Adam, just 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 firstly starting off, Adam, have you had a chance to to come to just to come to Ireland before? Have you been here recently at all? I have not been there recently. I have been there once before in my life. I used to go on this golf outing with a bunch of older guys, older couples, when I was a single guy in Denver 20 years ago. And we came to Ireland. I was there for five days. It was beautiful. I came through Dublin on the way back, flew out of the airport there, had a great time, would love to come back. I'm married to a woman who doesn't like to travel now, so I'd, and I've got kids and five dogs, and so it's not as simple as just taking off and going as it was when I was a single guy. But if I were back in my old stomping grounds, living in Denver as a single guy, I'd be, if, if you invited me, I'd be back there this spring and summer to play golf. Hey. Big shout out to the live crowd. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny because you've been around, you've really been around the block. You, you started off in Denver and now you're in this position with ESPN. Adam, do you ever sort of sit back and think to yourself, what an incredible career and you have so long to go as well. It's just, it feels like it's only getting started at ESPN, honestly, man. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you very much. I, I'm fortunate to work with a lot of great people. And honestly, I should do what you're saying more than I do, but I don't because every day there's something else that you got to kind of be on and chase and pursue. And so like even today, you know, like, okay, well, here we are. We're coming up to the Super Bowl. I should be all excited about that and getting ready. And it's like, well, the Washington Commanders just hired Dan Quinn away from the Dallas Cowboys, and now you're doing TV, and I'm getting ready to do NFL Live here in a half hour, and, you know, all those things like that. So uh, I guess your point is more of a philosophical life question to where I should be sitting back and enjoying it more, but that's just not the way that my DNA is. I don't sit back and enjoy things like that. I, it's just every day is another story to chase. Every day is another challenge. And you're trying to make sure that you are staying as on top of the news as you possibly can. But I appreciate you saying that because even you asking the question forces me for a moment to say, wow, there are people that notice something like that. That's kind of cool. Adam, we're going to look forward in a second. But looking back on the season now, what maybe is your highlight in terms of the NFL as a whole? And as a story, what did you enjoy most breaking, saying? I, I don't even think about what I did break or report on. That's not, it's just not how I'm wired. And when we think about, you know, the season that was, I mean, there's a lot of things that stand out. And I guess the biggest thing of obviously is we're coming up to the Super Bowl, right? So the chiefs who had a dead kind of season have kind of risen back up again and are playing great. And the 49ers have been great all year long, but haven't really recaptured as well as they played. So the Chiefs are playing better than they did. The 49ers aren't playing as well as they did, even though they're in the Super Bowl. And here they are in the Super Bowl. When we, you asked me what I would remember from the season, my daughter is uh, 15 years old and she's a reporter for Nickelodeon here in the United States. And she does a TV show called Slime Time and it airs every Wednesday night at 7.30 Eastern here on the Eastern Seaboard, and she gets to do interviews. So for Christmas, she was their sideline reporter, and uh, I got to go with her to Kansas City on Christmas Day and um, be by her side as she reported on that game. And I'll be with her in Las Vegas. She's actually the sideline reporter for the Super Bowl on Nickelodeon on their you know Slime Time Bikini Beach broadcast, or whatever they call it, Bikini <laughs> Bottom. <laughs> We all love a bit of SpongeBob in Ireland as well. Don't worry, it's 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 yeah. good. Game on. Um, it's funny because you mentioned like I was going to ask you about the Ravens, but let's let's just talk about Dan Quinn. I was driving down to Dublin and I thought to myself, really, 
there's more news in this week where it's meant to be a dead week. It's it's really cool to see and great to see Don Quinn get that opportunity that I feel like a lot of people over here, Adam, especially in the States as well, thought he deserves. Well, first of all, I just just say Dan Quinn five times because I love the way you say it. Don Quinn. It sounds very cool to hear that. Um, I, I, you know, listen, this is where Washington went, and it's a blow to the Dallas defense because I think that he did bring a lot of life and energy to the Cowboys defense. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, uh, you know, Washington feels happy to have him, and he gets another chance. He was a head coach of the Falcons when Kyle Shanahan was his offensive coordinator, and they had the 28-3 lead, and they blew it. So... Here we go. Another chance for Dan Quinn. And, and, and I guess he's hoping that this one goes better than that one. Bill Belichick was obviously one of the favorites for that job at the beginning. Were you surprised now that he's been left out? What are your thoughts? Uh, Connor McSweeney in the crowd has asked, do you think he's going to join you at ESPN? Well, he's always welcome. You, you know, I, I don't make those decisions, but I am extending an official invite to Bill Belichick. If he wants to come work at ESPN, uh, I, I would be honored to be Bill Belichick's teammate. Uh, the greatest coach in history. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, the funny thing is I think he's been besieged with media outlets re reaching out to him to work for them. I, and he's gotten a lot more television opportunities than he did coaching opportunities. And who would have thought that for the greatest coach of all time? But that's kind of the way that it works. Um, I don't know what he's going to do. Like, I think he's going to take some time here, process it. I think there are some teams that would be interested in having him join their staffs as some kind of consultant advisor. Uh, if that appeals to him, we'll see. Uh, but he's going to have plenty of opportunity. I don't think he's done yet. So we'll see if we can get him on a sideline near us at any point soon. I was joking with our last guest saying, can you imagine if somehow he ended up in Dallas during Super Bowl week next week? Somehow it just came out of nowhere. Um, on Dallas, Adam, long term, do you feel that Jerry Jones is committed to Dak Prescott? It feels like we're going to have that offseason of doubt again. The Cowboys have a little bit of an issue in that Dak has got all the leverage. He's got one year left in his contract. Cap figures over $59 million. Contract contains a no trade, no tag clauses in there. So they're, they're kind of stuck with them. And if they don't re-sign him, then they risk losing him after this year, after the season, for nothing. And if you're going to lose Dak, well, who are you turning to a quarterback? Like, you're lost. And Jerry, who knows how many more runs he's going to get at this. He kind of needs Dak. You know, he may not love the way Dak played in the playoffs, but you tell me who else is going to get Dallas where it wants to go if it's not Dak? And I, I don't know the answer to that question. So they're really in a difficult, difficult spot right now. And we'll see how that plays out. Kirk Cousins is going to be a massive free agent quarterback. Yeah. Every single team that has any day with a quarterback, it's going to look up. Do you have any intel on what teams are remotely interested, kind of like feeling them out this time of year? Well, first of all, I think we have to start and answer the question with Minnesota, right? It, are the Vikings going to be interested in bringing him back? Because I, I think the head coach, Kevin O'Connell, would love to bring back Kirk Cousins. And I, 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 frankly, I think he'd like to be back there if he could in a perfect world. But that's where it gets interesting. Is there a team out there, whether that's Atlanta or New England or Pittsburgh or New Orleans, or you come up with the place that values Kirk Cousins more than Minnesota does? And if there is, and that place appeals to him, then he'll move in free agency because he can't be tagged either. So he can just leave. So Kirk Cousins has mastered the business of football. He's been a really good quarterback, but he's been a great businessman. And we'll see how he handles his business this March.
He's actually been working on our broadcast over here on Sky Sports during the playoffs, and it's been interesting. Really? really? I yeah. didn't even know that. Every Sunday, he comes on for like, what, five five minutes, ten minutes, and talks a little ball. He uh, was dressed very well last He's a week. great guy. He's a great guy. R- really enjoyable just on quarterback. And just going ahead and looking at different quarterbacks, looking at the Super Bowl coming up February 11th, Adam, how impressed were you with the performance by the Chiefs in Baltimore? Spags masterclass. It was unbelievable. It's well said. It was a masterclass from the defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnolo. But, you know, the bigger thing is, like, you could just see it right away. The game started, and Kansas City went right down the field against the vaunted Ravens defense in Baltimore. And then they got the ball back again and went right down the field. Now, if you're the Ravens, you're thinking, like, what do we got to do to stop this team? We got to keep up. We're playing from behind. They neutralize Baltimore's greatest strength. Where Baltimore's most dangerous is when it gets a lead. It can run the football. It tees off its pass rush. Like, that's how Baltimore has been great. So now, if they're behind and Lamar has to drop back and throw the football and the running game is mitigated, just not as effective. And that's what happened that day. In addition to Patrick Mahomes, number 15, stepping up. In addition to number 87, Travis Kelsey stepping up. In addition to the Chiefs being the Chiefs and doing what the Chiefs do, especially at this time of the year, uh, and just basically shutting down Baltimore. Kansas City went into all of their games as the underdog, but as an overwhelming favorite, San Francisco was really put to the rope against or with a lot of those teams. Would you be glass half full or glass half empty with the San Francisco 49ers after seeing how they, you know, in one score games were able to get to the Super Bowl when we really thought that they would be able to blow yeah. out teams? Well, I, I think I would prefer to answer the question in the future tense. I don't really care whether they're glass half full or glass half empty. I care what they're going to be in the Super Bowl. If they play the way they did in the conference championship game or the divisional, they won't win this game. They need to have one of those games that I think the Giants had against Tom Brady twice, where the pass rush becomes a force, where they get in Patrick Mahomes' face, where they slow down the Chiefs' offense. If the 49ers' defense doesn't come to play, if it doesn't show up, if it plays the same way it did against the Packers and then against the it, I don't think they're going to win the game. The defense has to elevate for this team to elevate. Otherwise, it's a shootout. Now, San Francisco could win in a shootout, but the Chiefs' defense has been pretty good. So are, are the Chiefs, are the Niners going to be able to get to, say, 30, 35 points? I don't know. We'll see. They led the Chiefs 20-10 to 10 in the last Super Bowl before the Chiefs ripped off three scores in the final 10 or so minutes and won the game 31-20. I know they said on the American Fox broadcast on Sunday, first team to 30 probably wins that NFC Championship game. You might be looking at a similar prospect now, uh, but the Niners defense needs to step up or it's going to be a long Super Bowl. Uh, We've got some questions from the crowd. Uh, It's funny, Adam, there's no Chiefs fans in this crowd. There's a heap of Niners fans. I hate them. It's okay. You want to shout? There we go. There we go. There we go. Um, Michael from a beautiful place called Roscommon, Adam, uh, has asked, what will the Cleveland Browns do with Deshaun Watson this offseason? There's too much money committed to him. There's not a lot that they can do. He's going to be back as their starting quarterback. Uh, that's the deal you make with him when you give him $230 million in guaranteed money. They're not even at the point where they could walk away from that contract. And he's played okay. He's been okay, but they need him to play better than okay. And uh, so far, he's just been okay. Like, he's been decent for them. But he hasn't played up to the level that they thought they were getting when they signed him to that kind of deal, I don't think. 
And what about, um, we've been asked here by Colin Nolan, the new Packers defensive coordinator, Jeff Halfley, is after coming over from Boston College in a really surprising move. Um, did you see that one coming? And how much confidence would you have him doing a better job than Joe Barry? Well, uh, they like him an awful lot. And they felt very good about that. I didn't see that one coming, uh, to be perfectly frank. Um, it surprised me. Uh, it's a case where here's a guy that has worked in the NFL before. He has been a college coordinator. And I think what's going on here in the United States is it's harder and harder to be a college coach. There's the transfer portal to worry about. There's NIL money. Kids are leaving. Kids are getting paid. It's 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 become like a full-time thing just to kind of look after these kids. And so a guy like that probably thinks to himself, you know what, it's just going to be easier if I could just coach. All I have to do is coach. I don't have to worry about all the other stuff that comes with it. And so he goes and becomes the Packers defensive coordinator and uh, feels pretty good about that. Uh, we got a question. We've got three or four more questions, and then, we'll, and then we'll get right up. We might get a little photo, Adam, at the end. Uh, Biff wants to know why you're a Dolphins fan, Adam. Me? Yeah. Are, are you a Dolphins fan? Where, where, where do you get a Dolphins fan from? I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, I, 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 I'm unaware of that being the case. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, that, that's, I don't know where that question came. I'd be curious to know where that is. That false information can. I'm, it's not that I'm not a dolphin. I root for people, not teams. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I've been associated with, like, I covered the Broncos for a long period of time. Uh, I know a lot of people on the 49ers, but I, I dolphin, I've never heard that before. <laughs> um, we have a question from Luke asking uh, Do you think McDonald will build on the young Seahawks team, or do you think they'll have to go into a bit of a rebuild with them? Uh, I don't think they're thinking rebuild. I think that they're thinking, you know, they were pretty competitive last year. They were a good team. They almost made the playoffs last year. And, and I think that they think that Mike McDonald uh, will make a big difference and really help that team get to the next level. They went from the oldest coach in the National Football League in Pete Carroll to the youngest coach in the National Football League in Mike McDonald. And I can tell you that people really like Mike McDonald. I don't think they're thinking, okay, we're going to rebuild here. They're, they're thinking, how do we get better and compete with San Francisco and the Rams in the NFC West. I have to go off the questions just two seconds and get this soundbite, Adam. Obviously, we've seen at the recent owners meeting the extension of games internationally. How awesome would it be to see a game in Dublin, even just from your own perspective? Hey, I, I you know, I, I would love to go to one of these games. If they want to send me to go cover it and they want ESPN wants to do the pregame show from there, uh, <laughs> I, I got no problem if we could do that in Dublin and we, we'll do it right from, from your bar, right where you're at. Like, that's good with me. <laughs> You, you, you work it out with the powers that be, and we'll be there. We'll have a very quick chat with the guys next week. Hopefully, if we see you on Radio Row, we will, we'll, we'll get a chance to chat next week, Adam. Folks, let's give a massive, massive round of applause for Mr. Adam Schechter. Guys, I really appreciate you having me today. Thank you very much for your time, and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. And hopefully, I can get back to Dublin one of these years. <laughs>